Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way, our team predictor show ahead of Arsenal's meeting with Wolves at the Emirates this evening. I'm Guy Clark, alongside me, Umar Chowdhury, as we pick our Arsenal 11s to take on Wolves in what is, Umar, going to be a crunch game, it seems, at this stage of the season in that battle to uh, to finish in the top four. Such a massive game ahead of tonight, Guy. Um we beat Wolves at their ground at Molyneux, and that was a really tricky game. They're going to be out for revenge. Um, there's been a lot of animosity between the fans, between the players. So it's going to be a tough game. And if we can get through this, and then it will show a lot of uh, progression from Mikarteta's team, and it will show that we are in this race for Champions League sport, and people need to start taking us seriously. But it's going to be it's going to be a tough tough game because Wolves have come to the Emirates quite often of the time in the past seasons and they've done well so it's not going to be easy but let's hope we can get the three points no they're also a side who don't score many don't concede many but I mean we're obviously here to pick our Arsenal team but even if you think of Wolves recently the, the weekend playing Leicester City they had the likes of Pedro Neto back as well. Daniel Pudence certainly the last few games really sort of seems to have been playing in a, a real lively manner as well. Got his first goal of the season as well in that win over Leicester City. So as you say, they are going to come with their tails up. There's going to be kind of plenty of, I suppose, a bit of animosity as you as you mentioned. I, I don't think you've been on the, the, the channel talking about it since the Wolves game about the celebrations. But what did you make of it? Because to me, it's kind of all been blown out of proportion and out of nothing. Arsenal were down to 10 men. Backs against the wall got the win. It's one of those that we've all kind of kind of been there, even at amateur level on the training pitch of stopping an opposition scoring and, and getting enthused and excited about it. I just like you said, this blown it's been blown way out of proportion. I think to be honest, if I was a Wolves player and I saw the Arsenal team was celebrating, I'd think, wow, they take us seriously. Like we're a big team. They must think, wow, we've got three points against such a hard opponent. It's a bit of respect, I think. Arsenal knew what a tough game it was to go to their ground. They've not had the best of records in past seasons going there. And they were under pressure, 10 men, and they managed to get the win. So, yeah, I just I just think it's a bit petty. It's a bit ridiculous from a Wolves perspective. But let's not overthink that when we played them tonight. I think we should go there um, with our tails up and just get the job done. And let's not think about the celebrations. Let's not think about what Ruben Nevers has said, let's just think about the task in hand and that's to get three points. Yeah, as you say, it was it was back to back two one defeats to Wolves last season. So Arsenal kind of going there and getting the win. It, it, in many respects, it was a big deal for Arsenal. And as you say, I completely take what you say there about the, the respect point. It is, it's kind of like two boxers going at it who don't like one another. And at the end, it's shown the respect to one another. Anyway, let's get into what we're here for and to pick our teams. And Umar, put your team on screen first up, um, I think there's, there's what one, two changes from the weekend's win over over Brentford. Tommy Asu to come in at right back, and, and Martinelli 
off of course got got sent off in the reverse fixture having served that suspension straight back into the team do you want to talk us through what 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 you're thinking is what you're doing with the Tomiyasu um decision Cedric I think he's played well he played well again against Brentford during the weekend and he played well in the reverse fixture I thought but I think Tomiyasu if he's 100% fit, which I think he will be now, I think it was a wise decision from Mikel Arteta not to bring him back in straight away on the weekend. Because if there was even a slight doubt that he could pick up a recurring injury, it wasn't worth it. We got the job done. Cedric had a good game. Let's just focus on to the next game against Wolves. And I think Tomiyasu, it's, it's time for him to come back into the team. Because when he's in the team... We're just a better team defensively. We're, we're better going forwards. And even though Cedric, I think he's done well and he's he's, he's proved a lot of doubt was wrong, I think. And he's starting to pick up a bit of form. You've you got to play your best players. And it's such a big game. I think it's a six-pointer, to be honest. I think a win here and we can basically put Wolves in the back burner and not, not think about them. Behind yeah, that coattails, yeah, I get, I, I, yeah, I get what you mean with that, and I think a lot of people thought after winning at Molyneux that might be the case, and they've kind of come come roaring back. And I do think they are going to be a side. I think they're very underrated wolves. I do think they are going to maybe be a contender for the remainder of the season. But interested on what you said there on on Cedric, and we'll get into to, to my team. Maybe have a bit more of a chat on him in depth in a bit. But how he's now, I suppose, consistently being afforded game time at right back last year of course when, when Tierney was injured so often we found him at, at left back and it really was to his and to the team's detriment but it, he arrived as a right back he'd always played at right back when he'd been at, at Southampton before in the Premier League as well I mean I think last year's Europa League campaign and when he tried turning back inside it kind of all gives us as nightmares um, thinking about him on the left hand side but given he's played there at right back and he has been consistent Regardless of whether you think you should start ahead of Tommy Asu, it's been reported by Football London that Arsenal are looking for a right-back in the summer window. Do you think it's it's worth cutting ties, just with Cedric, and saying, right, actually, no, let's dispense of your services? Or has he actually proven that he could have a future as the, the backup understudy right-back at, at Arsenal? It depends what options um, Edu and Cole will be going for in terms of that right-back position. If they think that there's a player who can give a competitive edge to Tomiyasu because from my thinking, what I think at the end of the day is most important, Tomiyasu needs competition. I think we need two high-level right-backs that can compete with each other week in, week out. So similarly like Tierney and Nuno Tavares were doing at the start of the season, they had that bit of competition going between each other and I think it helps the team. It's not a detriment to the team, it helps the team. And it helps push the players. You saw Tierney, Nuno Tavares was performing week in, week out, and it gave Tierney a kick up on the backside. He has thought, I have to improve here if I want to get back into the team. And he done that. With Cedric, he'll have a couple of good performances, but then there's always a clangor in him. And if we're going for, say, if we do get Champions League football, um, I don't think he's at that level required to be playing in Europe's elite, which is why... I still think a right-back is a priority. Um, it could be anyone, but it could be someone who needs to compete with Tomiyasu. Because for me, even though Tomiyasu has done remarkably well, he's he's come in and he's performed brilliantly, I still think we can do better than Tomiyasu in a couple of years' time. I think, I think there's more... It's, it's hard to say because he's had such a good season, but I'm just thinking of it in the way of 
looking forward, looking at, as a way what the Europe's best are thinking, the likes of Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Chelsea, Liverpool. They never look for the player. Look at look at Liverpool. They signed Diaz, but they have Mane, they have Salah, they have yeah, Jota. You, you, I was going to say, you improve the 11, it exactly. improves the squad. You don't yeah. need to buy squad players to just, exactly. just come in being squad players. No, I, I take your point, and I think it was really interesting what Mikel Arteta said in his, his press conference ahead of the game of kind of talking, obviously, talking around the new contract for Mikel Arteta, but saying that the job's nowhere near complete and he wants to get Arsenal consistently challenging at the top of the Premier League and spoke about being back in the Champions League and being competitive. So, yeah, take your point on that. Uh, good point and, and I suppose, yeah, well, well made on it. What about then, let's move on from the, the defence. You've got Ramsdale and goal back for Tommy Asu, White, Gabriel and Tierney. Midfield, two, Partey and Xhaka. Or you can kind of go forward if you want, even Saka, Erdegaard and, and Martinelli coming in for, for Smith-Rowe. That midfield, it's a five, and you see it being made up of a, a two and a three, really, as, as, as a double pivot in there. It depends, because um, against Brentford, I thought they were going to play 4-2-3-1, but they were, they were changing formations um, throughout the game. Sometimes it's 4-2-3-1, but most of the time it's a 4-3-3. And um, it was Shaka on the left side of midfield, party at the base and Odegaard on the right-hand side, which I thought it worked well, but um, it depends what Mikateta sees against Wolves, but I think he'll go with the 4-2-3-1 with Odegaard just in the number 10 position. Um, but with with these front three, um, they're always interchanging, so you never know. It's not, I, I don't think it's going to be a formation that is set in stone um, in, in the upcoming games um, because they're so technical, these players. You saw on the weekend, Saka and Odegaard, that partnership they formed uh, on the right-hand side of the pitch, it, it was it was excellent. And they're always interchanging, which is why I found it difficult um, with the Martinelli and Smith-Rowe uh, because I thought... Smithrow, he done well. He came in, and that's what you need. That's why I was going back to that point with Tommy Yasu and Cedric. You need players who are going to be, say, an injury happens, say, a suspension happens. You've got someone coming in who will do the job. And Smithrow done that. He was excellent. He grabbed the goal, which is why I found it difficult to drop him. But I think Martinelli, he'll have a point to prove after that red card as well against Wolves. He'll probably think it was unjustified. He'll feel hard done by. And I think having options is good. But for this game, I think Martinelli adds that bit of goal threat. I was even going, thinking maybe Martinelli up front, possibly, but I don't think he's a striker. I think he's suited to that left-hand position. Maybe in a few years' time, he can be moulded into a striker. But even though Lacazette is struggling for goals at the moment, I would still play him because we need a focal point up front. Even though he's not been banging the goals in, he still works hard for the team. So I don't think, with especially how Wolves play as well, they're defensively solid. So they're not going to be coming out, which will allow Martinelli to get behind the defence. You'll need players like Lacazette who can hold the ball up play and he can you can do the little passes with the likes of Saka Martinelli. And um, that that's the reason why I went with Martinelli, to be honest, on the left-hand side and then Lacazette up front. It was tough. It was a tough decision, but... Smith Rowe will be needed on the, off the bench, so his options is good, I think. Yeah, I mean, I was I was kind of going to say to you um, regarding Lacazette, it kind of feels like he's maybe the one guy in the team who most fans would drop, sort of in the click of fingers. If if there was another option, obviously there is Eddie and Ketia, but if there was another option, maybe on par with him, 
to take him almost out of the firing line of, of not scoring as a striker. But I actually kind of see it a bit differently to that in terms of I, I'll put my team on screen as well whilst we, we go through it. But with Lacazette, certainly on Saturday against Brentford, albeit they were quite limited in their approach and didn't really come out to play too much. But he was creating pockets and spaces and chances for his teammates as well as himself. His confidence does seem to be low in front of goal. There's no getting away from that right now. But he does so much else for the team as well in that number nine role of really creating, pushing back a defence and and really kind of trying to exploit them and, and get in and, a, in and around them. That's why I like him. I think um, aside from his lack of goals, which he should be scoring, don't get me wrong, he should be firing in the goals, but I like his all-round play. And I think what he needs, he just needs one goal. To be honest, he needs one goal to get him firing because at the moment you can see he's lacking confidence in front of goal. He's missed a quite a number of chances, but hopefully against Wolves tonight he can he can grab a goal and it can get him kick started because like I said, it's just gonna take one moment for him to get that confidence back. And it could be tonight, it could be in the upcoming games, but he just needs that goal just to get that confidence back. Because I think Lacazette is a confidence type player. Um the players love him at the end of the day, all the players, they always speak highly of him. The youngsters love playing with him. And that's why we don't have options, to be honest. Like, he could be taken out the firing line, but for who? I still think he's a better option than Eddie and Ketia, to be honest. I don't think Martinelli is a number nine. I've heard Mikarteta speak about Emil Smith-Rowe potentially playing in the number nine position. And maybe in a few years' time, he could be moulded into a striker because he may have certain attributes like a striker. He's he's quite tall. Um, he can commit, he can draw fouls. Um, he's quick and he knows where the goal is. But for right now, I don't think there's any other option aside from Lacazette. So trust him. Hopefully he can get back into goal scoring form. And let's just take it from there, to be honest, because we have to back him he, because he's the only striker we have at that level. So if it's not Lacazette, then who else is it? Yeah, Arteta has tried Smith-Rowe, obviously, as a, as a false nine before now, and he did reference it after the Brentford game. I don't know if that was through desperation of not having options at the top end of the pitch and saying that that was a potential solution or or whether he genuinely does think, as I say, he has he has done it before, so maybe he does, that, that Smith-Rowe genuinely can become a number nine option for Arsenal. We will have to wait and see. I did toy with the idea of even sort of throwing it in for this game, the, the fact that Brentford, uh, Brentford, Wolves play with that back three and that actually would that, with a false nine, draw them out of position more for your wider players and, and more interchanging in front of them to to maybe try and get in and around them. But I've gone with, with Lacazette. I'll, I'll go from the back of my team as well. Ramsdale and goal, back four of Tomiyasu, White, Gabriel and Tierney. I've also got Tomiyasu coming back in. I'd stuck with Cedric at the weekend for the Brentford game, but I do think this is the game to bring Tomiyasu back into. And I think the key reason you kind of referenced it before was what you mentioned before that happened earlier in the season with Nuno Tavares and, and Kieran Tierney, where Nuno Tavares came into the side. He was He was playing well. Then we went to Anfield and Tierney was fit for that game. But Arteta decided to stay loyal and stick with Tavares. And it, the, the occasion just completely overawed him. Now, I'm not saying an occasion at home against Wolves would overawe Cedric. My point is, when the first-choice players are fit and ready for the big games, which this we've already alluded to is a huge game for Arsenal, you have to you have to put them back in. Um, and I think Tommy Asu, the time is to, to, to come 
for him now to to put him back into the side. The midfield, I've gone with a 4-3-3. The midfield three of, of Partey sitting, Xhaka out to the left and Odegaard to the right. I mean, much like you kind of referenced, that's very fluid and interchangeable. If, if Xhaka needs to drop and make a double pivot, he certainly can. I've actually been impressed with his mobility of, of getting around the pitch. And I have to hold my hands up and apologise to, to Granit Xhaka because of the captain's armband confusion that happened over the weekend. I was very strong in my my thoughts on it. I mean, I've not really changed opinion on on kind of the, the as I said, indelible mark against his name from what happened with Crystal Palace. I think there's a section of the fan base who will always find it hard to forgive and forget and, and move on fully from that, albeit... I think when he is on the pitch and when he has been playing for Arsenal, I'm not one of his biggest critics. I do think he, he offers something to the team. There's a reason Wenger, Emery and Arteta have all been so so steadfast in making him one of the first names on the team. Even, and, even, and even Mourinho. Mourinho as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't be a bad player if, if someone is, is decorated on the managerial scene, albeit say that three gritted teeth, wants to sign you and continually, even after it looked as though that had all been put to bed during the summer. But yeah, I, I think, as I said, ahead of the Brentford game, Xhaka and Partey, I think you've got to have them two together as often as possible, as much as possible. I think the stats bear it out as well that those two together in that Arsenal midfield do give us solidity, do give us a, bank, a, a base and a, a blanket to play from and security within it. And I think we are now beginning to see the best of, of Thomas Partey in no small part, thanks to Granite Xhaka, which maybe hasn't been kind of referenced or mentioned perhaps enough and with Erdegaard moving into kind of that right half space and playing as a 10 I mean he's two players in one absolutely impeccable performance against Brentford had me considering actually is it Kieran Tierney who inherits the captain's armband next season or obviously he's captain of Norway do you give it to Martin Erdegaard Arteta was also asked about that after the game as well and I think Arsenal have a terrific player in the making there in Martin Odegaard. And now we're seeing him in, in full confidence. The only thing you'd ask is for him to, to maybe pull the trigger a bit more when he, he had that chance at the weekend. He opted not to. But uh, yeah, brilliant display from him. And then, yeah, I've, I've gone for Smith-Rowe over Martinelli. My thinking, Umar is he's our, our top scorer and he's, he's back in form. He's back from that injury. And I think it'd be incredibly harsh after certainly the manner in which he took his goal to drop him immediately. And, and maybe it's a lesson for Gabriel Martinelli. It's that's the thing. It was so it's such a hard decision for me personally to decide between Martinelli and Smith Rowe. I just thought Martinelli may have a p- point to prove. Um, that red card, um, he'll be firing, looking to bounce back and firing in front of the home fans. But nobody can begrudge a decision of Smith Rowe starting because Smith Rowe this season he's been fantastic. Every time he's been called upon. He's either assisted, he's either returned a goal, or he's made a difference to this Arsenal team. Once again, against Brentford, he was fantastic. He made the difference because as much as we were creating the chances, as much as we were banging on the door against Brentford, there wasn't a goal coming until Smith-Rowe took it upon himself to run and get that goal. So he's done that a lot this season. And I think I saw a stat that he's now in the top five um, players this season in terms of goal output, which is which is brilliant. And I think he's on level with on the par with Cristiano Ronaldo or just one behind. But that is, that is such a big contribution. And 
yeah, I can't, I can't begrudge the, the decision to be honest because it was just a toss, of, toss of the coin between Smith Rowe and Martinelli. So I think it's just a personal opinion at the end of the day. Yeah, no, definitely. Let's hope that either one of those two sides, we've, we've only, I suppose, one personnel change, whether it is Smith Rowe or Martinelli. Everyone will be glued to to seeing who it is Mikel Arteta does pick. Make sure you stick across Football London for all the coverage ahead of the game and when that team news drops as well. Before we go, though, Umar, prediction time. What's the score going to be? It's gonna be it's gonna be a nervy, nervy, nervy game. But I think we should get the job done two 0 to the Arsenal. Well, that was I was gonna say the last time Arsenal won at the Emirates against Wolves was two 0 back in February twenty eleven. So an eleven year itch that needs to be scratched for Arsenal in the the three years. That, are, uh, that Wolves have been back in the Premier League so far. They drew one one in the first season back. Henrik Mkhitaryan cancelling out an Ivan Cavallero opener in that one. And then, of course, followed on by another one-all draw the following season and last year's 2-1 defeat in which, of course, Raul Jimenez suffered that horrendous, horrendous injury. It'll be great to see him back on the pitch as an opposing player, of course, and I'm sure he'll get a great reaction at the Emirates Stadium as well. Mikel Arteta spoke absolutely magnificently on that ahead of the game in his press conference with plenty of uh, praise and admiration for the way in which Raul Jimenez has managed to to make his comeback and get back into competitive Premier League action. In terms of my score prediction, I like your 2-0, but I'm not going to copy it. I'll say 1-0. I'll take a one-goal win for the Arsenal. It will be tight. It will be cagey. But come on, let's hope that the Gunners can get themselves over the line and continue that march towards a top four finish. Well, from myself, Guy Clark and Umar Chowdhury, that's all we time for for this edition of the Team Predictor. Do leave your 11s in the comment box and we will, of course, keep our eyes through those. But as I say, for me and Umar, that's all we time for. Remember, keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh, yeah.